Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. God's word. I'm warning you, I feel like preaching. I got about 30 people out of this big crowd who were excited. I said, I feel like preaching. I came to encourage you today and to tell you that the Lord is on your side. Oh, hallelujah. I said, He's for you and He's not against you. And we're going to start a series today called Living Hope. And I want to tell you that hope is not dead. Hope is still alive. Hope is alive, and when God's, when people see us, I want them to see that we're not dying in desperation, but we are living hope. I want people to know that God is still on the throne, that Jesus is still a healer and a deliverer and a provider and a way maker. So I'm going to encourage you today, if, you're going to, if you want to leave depressed, you're not going to like this day, I'll tell you. But if you're ready, shout, bring it on. 2 Samuel 16, 5. Now when King David came to Baharim, there was a man from the family of the house of Saul whose name was Shimei, the son of Gera, coming from there. He came out cursing and continually, continuously as he came. And he threw stones at David and at the servants of David. And all of David's servants of the king were around him. And all the people and all the mighty men were at his right hand and on his left. Also Shimei said thus when he cursed, Come out, come out, you bloodthirsty man, you rogue. He's talking to, to King David. The Lord has brought upon you all the blood of the house of Saul in whose place you have reigned. And the Lord has delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom your son. So now you are caught in your own evil because you are a bloodthirsty man. Then Abishai the son of Zariah said to the king, Why should this dead dog, he was from southern Israel, come on y'all, Curse my lord the king. Please, please, let me go over there and take off his head. <laughs> but the king said, what have I to do with you, you sons of Zariah? So let him curse, because the Lord has said to him, curse David. Who then shall say, why have you done so? And David said to Abishai and all his servants, see how my son who came from my own body seeks my life. And much more now, this Benjamin, let him alone and let him curse. For so the Lord has ordered him. It may be that the Lord will look on my affliction and that the Lord will repay me with good for the, his cursing this day. Now watch verse 13. And as David and his men went along the road, Shimei went along the hillside opposite him and cursed him as he went, threw stones at him, and kicked up the dust. He kicked up the dust. In that moment, in Shimei's eyes and maybe even in David's eyes, 
it may have seemed like it was over. He was kicking up dust. But here's the title of my message, After the Dust Settles. I, I want to tell you the devil has been fighting you, but after the dust settles, you're going to be exactly where God called you to be. You may be in warfare right now, but after the dust settles, you're going to find out that God is the God of the breakthrough and every promise for your life is still intact. If you believe that the dust is about to settle in your life, just open up your mouth and give God a praise right now. The dust is going to settle. Welcome, Palm Coast. I'm glad to have you. Slip up your hands and let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your anointing. Send it strong today and break us through and let us know after the dust settles, there's hope. If you've got a lot of hope in Jesus, open your mouth and give him praise. Come on and be seated. The Bible said that David and his men went along the road and Shimei, Shimei threw stones at him and kicked up the dust after the dust settles. Tell your neighbor the dust will settle. The even if the devil's kicking up dust right now, the dust will settle. This in the Bible is, is to me one of the most heart-wrenching stories ever recorded. It's one of the most heartbreaking narratives in all of the Word of God. Uh, this mighty king, this amazing warrior, this man after God's own heart is brokenhearted, this man David, because he is now experiencing the ultimate betrayal. He is being betrayed in a way that is hard to imagine. David has been betrayed by his very own son, Absalom. Absalom has stolen the kingdom at this point and even defiled David's wives. And he rebelled against his father and basically hijacked Israel from the hand of David. And Absalom became a juggernaut, a literal juggernaut of pain and heartache and trouble. He led what I describe in my book, Hell Spells, as a smiling rebellion. He acted like a friend, but in reality, he was an enemy. Absalom was a masterful deceiver. Even the name that he carried was deceptive. If you define the name Absalom, his name means father of peace. But Absalom was anything but a father of peace. He was an instigator of treachery. He was an instigator of war against his own dad. A dad who had provided for him. A dad who had loved him. A dad who had forgiven him. A dad who had restored him, even when Absalom masterminded uh, a strategy to kill his brother because of a series of events that took place within the family of David. But David still forgave him. David still restored him. But that was not enough because what Absalom desired was his dad's crown. And eventually he would have gotten that crown. But the problem was he wanted what was not his at a time when he was not to have it. And sometimes we have to get in God's process if we're going to see his best manifest in my life. It's not enough to get to the right place. You've got to get to the right place at the right time. 
That's another message. But the Bible said that Absalom stole the hearts of the people. What a terrible testimony. Absalom got much of the nation and the military to support his rebellion. And here David is, this awesome king, this soldier's soldier, Israel's greatest king in history, is forced now to run for his life. And it is his own flesh and blood that seeks to take it and destroy it. And here's what I want to show you because I'm trying to release hope today. And I want to show you that hope is alive. But nothing robs you of your hope. Nothing robs you of your hope as does being let down, attacked, or wounded by someone you've helped and someone you've loved. Nothing robs you of your hope as having someone that you've been there for, someone that you've been faithful to, and you have them betray you and attack you. It hurts and drains you, and this was David's darkest day. Doesn't it hurt when people you've loved turn and betray you? Doesn't it hurt when people that you've been there for stab you in the back? See, I'm at a place now in my life where I need real friends. I don't need fair weather friends. I need real friends who will stick with me through thick and thin. Now David is here and just as he comes to Baharim, his heart is broken. He's been betrayed by somebody that he loved, that he forgave, that he restored, that he made a way for. And he is coming to Baharim and there is a man from the family of Saul named Shimei who came out to meet David. And he begins to curse David. And he begins to pick up rocks and throw them at David. And the Bible said that he kicked up the dust. He began to curse David and kick up the dust. And the reality is, compared to all of David's troubles and compared to who David was, Shimei was really not a big deal. You know, David's riding out. Shimei didn't even have a horse. Come on, somebody. He has to run alongside the horse and throw rocks and pick up stones. But in that moment, he seemed like a big deal. In that moment, this man Shimei, it seems, had the capacity just to suck David's joy and hope right out of him. If you take Shimei's name and you define it, it becomes even more powerful because Shimei's name means renowned. Renowned means important. It means a person of influence. It means a person of power. And the truth is, this little guy, Shimei, he had no real influence. He had no real power. But in that moment, it seemed like he was a renowned man. In that moment, in that hopeless season of David's life, it seemed like a big deal. And I want to tell you, when you start losing hope, wherever there is a lack of hope, we lose our discernment oftentimes and we perceive what is really weak and unimportant to seem really strong and immensely important. Sometimes 
Sometimes when we are without hope, little things will knock us down. A Facebook post, somebody's facial expression, things that seem so unimportant and really don't have the power to detour our destiny. They seem to be magnified at another level. And we're in a time right now where it seems like the devil is doing everything he can to magnify anything he can to rob you of your hope and make you feel like it's time to give up. But I came to talk to you about the shimmies in your life. See, you will not fulfill the assignment of God in your life without the shimmies because there are people who come into your life and they have one assignment. Their only assignment is to discourage you. They don't even know that that's their assignment, but their only assignment is to discourage you. Their only assignment is to defeat you. So the enemy will cultivate a strategy and he will bring it against you and often use people around you and they will try to tear you down and their little snide comments and their reactions to you will seem like such a big deal. Now, when I think of shimmy eye, I think of, I think of the word shimmy. And it reminds me of those junker cars that my dad used to drive. Now, I grew up, my first car was a 1971 Plymouth Fury 3. It cost my dad $100. It was big, long, and green. Come on, y'all. It looked like a Batmobile. Can I get a witness? It was so long that you needed hinges on it to turn it. Hello, somebody. It, it went forever, and it had one big seat in the front. Didn't have buckets seats or electric seats it had a couch and it y'all don't know all y'all aren't 12 and you sat in the couch come on somebody and we didn't have the nice seat belts you had the seat belts that came across here and nobody ever wore them and you sat on the couch and the, the, there was nothing electric about your car so when you wanted to move the seat forward your dad would reach underneath the seat and he would say okay we're moving forward he go one two three and the seat would slide up and sometimes because my dad was heavy part of it would go up and part of it would stay back and he would get mad he said i told y'all we were sliding up and my dad would buy the junker cars. He would buy the cars that cost $100. I, my dad bought a car for $85 one time. Come I'm telling y'all the truth. And he would get these cars, and, and, and they would have a shimmy in them. I would come in, and my dad would have paper. And he would have it wadded up and put all in the dashboard. And I'm like, Dad, why do you have paper wadded up and put in the in the openings in the dashboard he said because there's a shimmy in the car and my dashboard is rattling so I'm putting the, the paper in there to stop the rattling because I want a smooth ride. Now I was thinking about that shimmy in my dad's car and I was thinking about shimmy eye. Shimmy eye was a shimmy. The truth is the shimmy in the car didn't stop the car from getting to its destination. The Oh, I'm preaching better. You're letting on. I said the shimmy in the car didn't stop the car from getting to its destination. It could still get to where it was going. It would just bother my dad, and my dad would get his eyes off of the road and get his eyes off of the destination. There are some people that have been deposited in your life, and they are nothing less than shimmies. And when it's all said and done, they may tremble, and they may make a little noise, but it will not hinder you from getting your eye, getting to your destination if you will keep your 
their eyes on Jesus? Is there anybody here that can say, I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus and I'm going to get to my destination? Mm. My, 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 my. So Shimei starts shimmying. You ever had a Shimei in your life? And Shimei says, the Lord has brought this upon you. He was basically saying, David, you deserve it. This is a terrible thing and you deserve it. You, you, were, you, you treated Saul wrong and you deserve this. And not only did Shimei attack him, if you read the text, he said, God is bringing this on you. You're only getting what you deserve. God is just getting you back. David, you had this coming. God is not for you, David. God is not on your side anymore, David. God is not behind you anymore. The Lord detests you, giant killer. How, how you looking now, David? You thought you were all that, didn't you, giant killer? But I'm telling you, the Lord is not for you anymore, and God is not on your side. And there is no greater sense of hopelessness than feeling like God doesn't love you and he's not for you because of a tough season that you might be enduring. See, the truth is I got to talk to real people today. I can't talk to religious people. I can't talk to churchy folk. I got to get down, down, down to real people. I got to find the real people who've had moments in your life where there was so much hell breaking loose. There was so many attacks around you you that was maybe in 2020 you've been right there where you said Lord do you still even love me where are the real folk at Lord are you still even on my side but I came to church today to tell somebody here and in Palm Coast and online around the world don't you let the devil steal your joy God is for you he's not against you don't you give the shimmy eyes the power to defeat you or destroy you or delay you Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody open up your mouth and give a merciful God a great big praise. Truth is, 2020 has been hope devouring. 2021, this season has tried to eat up our hope. And the enemy is masterful at convincing people that when you go through hard times, God don't love you anymore. He's not for you anymore. I must have missed it. I must have not heard the voice of the Lord. And, and God's just getting you back. But, but I came to tell you, even if you failed, God still loves you. Even if you've struggled, God still loves you. And I've come to tell you today, and I want to tell people online around the world, you need to share this right now because this word will help somebody. I want to give you a side note. I'm so glad that God never gave up on me. Uh, oh, come on now. There are some of you that think God has given up on you. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be here this morning if God ever gave up on me. People gave up on me. I had friends give up on me. I had family members give up on me. I had church leaders give up on me when I was younger. But I'm here today to tell you there was a God. Every time I looked, he was in my corner. Every time I looked, he was, hey, had my back. He had my front. He was over me, under me, and all around.
around me and I can say today that I've been in a fight but when it was all said and done no weapon that was formed against me was able to prosper you say preacher how do you know cause I'm still here So you got Shimei running his mouth. And if the Shimei, if the devil can't find a Shimei in a flesh form to do it, he'll send a spirit against you. And hell will whisper in your ear. God's through with you. God's just going to get you back now. Yeah, God, God you, 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 you're doing this because you deserve it. But here's what I came to say, and you better write this down. This is tweetable. Come on. God doesn't want to get you back. He wants to bring you back. Oh, Jesus. I wish we could stop and have a praise break right there. Can you stop for 10 seconds and open your mouth and just give God praise? That he's not trying to he's not trying to get your children back. He's trying to bring them back. He's not trying to get your son back. He's trying to bring them back. Listen, if you've struggled and you wound up in a desert place, don't let the shimmy eyes shimmy on you and let the enemy speak into your ears. I'm telling you, God is going to bring you back. Open up your mouth and give him praise. Well, I don't deserve it, Pastor. Well, you got to remember who you are in the Lord because here's what Psalms 85 says, For you, O Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon your name. He's ready to forgive. Oh, it's time to grasp grace today. It's time to get hope restored today. He's full of compassion. The Bible said he's gracious. Are you ready for this? The Bible said he's long-suffering. Uh, he, not, 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 now, with me, he's not just long-suffering. He's been long-suffering. Look at your neighbor and say, he must be talking to you. Come on. He's been long Long suffering. He's had to put up with Jim Rayleigh. He's had to put up with my highs. He's had to put up with my lows. He's had to put up with my attitudes. He's had to put up with times when I felt like giving up. But I found out through it all that the Lord is good and he's ready to forgive. And maybe you're here today and you have been struggling, but there is an anointing in this room that can strangle your struggle. There's an anointing in Palm Coast right now that can strangle your your struggle. I'm going to tell you what hell wishes I would not decree and declare. God is good and he's ready to forgive and he is long suffering and he doesn't want to get you back. He wants to bring you back. I dare somebody right now if you're coming back or somebody in your family is coming back just open up your mouth and give God praise that I'm coming back. abundant in mercy that makes me want to rejoice now we pick up this story again and we find Shimei doing what Shimei does and he is shimmying but there is one who stayed with David I love this part this might be my favorite part of the message so I may have to run down on the front row and stand up and say amen come on I love this part of the message because the Bible says here that Abishiah the son of Zariah said to the king, why should this dead dog curse my Lord and my king? Please, 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 please. 
Just let me at him. Let me take his head off of him. I will hit him so hard when he wakes up, his clothes will be in style. Let, come on, y'all don't say nothing. Please, let me take his head off, please. My boy wasn't playing, y'all. My boy said, let me take that dead dog's head off. Now, this is powerful because y'all know how I like to look behind the text because so much is always revealed when we do. The word Abishiah actually means my father is a gift. Now, a deeper study reveals that this was most probably the nephew of David. And, and, and I'm not sure where David's sons were. They weren't with David. Ain't it a trip when you thought the people that would be with you are not with you? Yeah. So, so, but his nephew is there, and his nephew, whose name means my father is a gift, loved and honored him like a father. He stood by him when times were tough, and he recognized the gift and anointing on David's life. He recognized the call of God on David's life, and when many others were deceived and flocked to Absalom, even David's son seems to miss it. God had a way of putting a man in David's life that would stand with him. See, that's what the Lord does. He has a way of putting people in your life who believe in you, even when it's hard. They recognize the gifts in your life, even when you're at your lowest place, even when you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. God will put people in your life who will have hope and believe in you when you don't even believe in yourself. Self. Oh, do you have anybody you're thankful for? Just sit out there and be cute and act like you got to where you are all by yourself. Just sit out there and act like you made it through your tough times all by myself. Come on now. The devil is a liar. Had it not been for the Lord who put some people in your life that believed in you when all hell was breaking loose, you wouldn't be here today. But God has a way of putting people in your life when you're at rock bottom who will come and remind you that I love you and I'm for you huh? and I believe in you. They'll recognize the gifts in your life even when you're at your lowest. Do you ha Have you had anybody like that? Do you have any allies? Do you have any folk that have believed in you and stood with you, not just for a minute, but they have stood with you over the years? And instead, here's what I want you to do. Instead of allowing the devil to convince you that you're a failure and you're hopeless and no one's for you, why don't you stop right now and begin to thank God for the people in your life who have and still are your friends and your allies? Why don't you stop? and thank God for everybody who ever helped you, everybody who ever stood with you, and say, God, I want to thank you. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to take a 30-second praise break right now and give God praise for folk who helped you. One, two, three, do it now. Do it in Palm Coast. Do it around the world. Man, I thank God for folks who's been kind to me. You've, you, you've lost your mind if you think Jim Rayleigh is a self-made man. 
I'm, listen, we're scaffolding for each other. Nobody rises alone. I thank the Lord for those who saw, who saw some kind of good in me. When I didn't even see it in myself, they saw some, some kind of gift in me that they thought was worth standing behind. I wouldn't be here today. I've had my share of shimmy eyes, and I'm telling you, in 2020, they came out of the woodwork. I never seen so many shimmy eyes shimmying. Can I get a witness? But I got to thank God for the Abishai's who, who have stayed in my corner. I got to thank the Lord. Y'all, I am about to have one of those spells. Y'all pray for me. I feel so much victory and so much thanksgiving that even though the shimmy eye screams and yells and curses uh, and he runs along the side of the hill, he's cursing and screaming at David. God had somebody right beside him, right beside David that encouraged him. Shimei is literally running along the side of the hill, hollering, shouting, little punk, come on, throwing rocks at David, kicking up the dust and screaming at him. And, and I, it was funny to me because I, David's riding out on a horse. It looks like to me that Shimei didn't even have a horse. Come on, y'all. He, he was nobody to contend with. But the Bible said not only did he run his mouth, not only did he curse, not only did he throw rocks, here's where I want to get. And he kicked up the dust. See, Satan will always have somebody willing to kick up the dust in your life. Shimei thought that God was through with David. He was preaching David's funeral. He was kicking up the dust. But just remember, the dust had not settled in David's situation. Oh, I feel like preaching. He's kicking up the dust, but the dust had not settled. You know what Shimei was? Shimei was the original dust devil. Come on, y'all. Have you ever had to deal with any dust devils? Have you ever seen a dust devil? I grew up playing a lot of sports. I used to play baseball. And there were times in Florida when I played baseball and you'd go out and when I was playing infield, the, 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 it would be very dry and the, and, and, the, and the dust would start blowing. And sometimes you would have what we call dust devils. They're like little bitty tiny tornadoes it's where the low pressure center where it's where the wind is turning counterclockwise it, 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 have you ever had times when it seems like everything in your life is counterclockwise blowing out of control it's going the opposite turning the opposite of what you desire and the truth is there are some of you throughout 2020 and through 2021 you've been dealing with some low pressure systems you because the devil you know he strikes low can I get a witness he's you've been you've been dealing with low pressure systems you've been dealing with dust devils some of y'all been dealing with some dust devils in your family some of you've been dealing with dust devils in your call some of you've been dealing with dust devils in your children's situations some of you have been dealing with dust devils with your financial circumstances trying to make the ends meet and you can't even find the ends come on somebody I want to make the ends meet if I could find them they'd meet but I can't even find them I'm preaching now you've been dealing with some dust devils in your health you've been dealing with some dust devils with your confidence you've been dealing with some dust devils concerning your future even our nation has been dealing with dust devils even the church has been dealing with dust devils but I've come to tell you it's 
not over. Don't lose hope because the dust will settle. I wish I could get some help. I said, it's not over. Don't lose hope. The dust will settle. I know 2020 was crazy. I know you've had some struggles. I know this season has been a whirlwind of drama, but I'm here to tell you the dust will settle. Tell your neighbor the dust will settle. It will settle over your mind. It will settle over your issues. It will settle over your problems it will settle over your circumstances David was dealing with a dust devil that was cursing him throwing rocks at him but the dust has not settled some of you are losing hope but the dust has not settled some of you are about to give up but God brought me here on Sunday morning to tell you in March to let you know don't give up when the dust settles tell your neighbor after the dust settles yeah yeah after the dust settles every promise that God made to you is going to be intact after the dust settles hallelujah you're going to be where God said you'd be after the dust settles you're going to have what God said you have after the dust settles you're going to go where God said you'd go after the dust settles you're going to overcome what God said you would overcome after the dust settles Calvary Christian Center is going to be in red rock and revival because the dust will settle tell your neighbor the dust will settle the dust will settle stop right there and give God a praise if you're ready to see the dust settle I want you to imagine now David is at the rock bottom of his life he's headed out he's got shimmy eye shimmying and he goes into a lonely dusty cave He's probably never had a lower moment in his life. He's dealing with dust devils. And in the cave, he pins these words. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go to meet God? My tears have been my food day and night. While men say to me all day long, where's your God? Where's he at now, David? You in a cave now. Where's he at now, giant killers? But then David said, these things I remember. As I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving and among the festive throng. Then David starts preaching revival to himself. He's in a cave. He's been betrayed. The, the, the enemy is kicking up dust, but the dust had not settled and he said why art thou downcast oh my soul and why you're so disturbed within me put your hope in god for i will yet praise my savior and my god oh jesus then i don't miss it david said my soul thirst for god for the living god where can i go to meet him david said i got dust devils after me i got issues all around me i got people dogging me out my son has hurt me and wounded me i'm at the lowest of the low so david said i'm thirsty for god my soul thirsts for the living god when can i go meet with god it was in that moment where david said i ain't worried about my kingdom 
I ain't worried about my crown. I'm not worried about my throne. I need to make a direct connection with God. I need an encounter with God. I've come to tell you that nothing will bring you hope like an encounter with God. And the devil doesn't want it to happen, but somebody is about to have a supernatural encounter with God in Palm Coast, online, right here. Give him praise if you're ready for an encounter with him. Uh. David said, my tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, keep talking, all day long, where is your God? But then David said, these things I remember. He said, I remember. Jesus. He said, I remember. He said, my enemies are saying it's over, but I remember. My enemies are saying that God is done, but I remember. My enemies are saying that the Lord is through, and I'll never manifest his purpose in my life, but I remember. Tell your neighbor, say, I remember. Look around and ask somebody, do you remember? Hey, Jesus, I said, do you remember? Why don't you affirm and say, I remember. Tell somebody, I remember. I remember when he saved me. I remember when he delivered me. I remember when he made a way for me. I remember when I was scared, but I still killed a giant. I remember. I remember when he filled me with the Holy Spirit. I remember when he changed my life. I only want the people who can remember what God has brought you out of. Open up your mouth and give God praise right now. No, some of y'all are being a little bit too cute. Tell your neighbor, I remember. That's why I can't quit. That's why I can't give up. That's, that's why I won't throw in the towel. Because I remember. I, I remember, I remember, I remember. I re- See, that my, my job this morning is just to remind somebody how good God has already been to you. And then David starts preaching revival to himself and says, Why are you downcast, oh my soul? Why are you disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. And then David said, for I will yet praise him. I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. He said, I'm going to yet praise him. What is a yet praise? A yet praise is an anyhow praise. David said, I'm going through trouble, but I'm going to praise him anyhow. Everything's not perfect, but I'm going to praise him anyhow. Everything's not just as I want it to be, but when I remember, when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, there is something that rises up in me that has to magnify the Lord. Does anybody got to anyhow praise? Maybe it's not perfect yet, but I'm going to praise him anyhow. Maybe it's not like I want it to be, but I'm going to praise him anyhow. I've come to tell you, put your hope in God and praise him. Now, now, now watch this. I, I got I to gotta close. <sighs> uh, but it, okay, it's about to, okay, we've been like first gear. If you ever drove stick shift, second gear, third gear, come on, fourth gear. But now we're about to get into fifth gear. 
You ready? See, see, nothing settles the dust like a little rain. Nothing deals with the dust devils like a little bit of rain. You know, uh, I had a miracle about a year and a half ago. I had a terrible issue with my tooth, and I had a, a large place where the bone was gone. It was just gone. And I went to the dentist, and we, he was so concerned about it. And he said, there's going to have to be a lot of surgical procedures because you're going to get in a problem. And I said, well, I'm just going to trust God. And every so often it would get infected and I would have to take antibiotics. I got a dentist on the front row. He probably is familiar with that kind of stuff. But I came back and I just trusted God. And my dentist looked in my mouth about a year and a half ago, or maybe a year, about a year ago before the whole pandemic thing. And he said, Pastor, I'm looking at your... Uh, your x-rays, and the bone, the bone, not the flesh, the bone has grown back. He said, we've not treated it, nothing. He, he said, it's grown back. And I knew all the pain was gone. He said, this just doesn't happen. It has literally grown back and grown around that tooth and around that root. And I come in uh, Friday or Thursday, whenever it was, to have my teeth cleaned. And he comes in and he said, hey, how's that miracle tooth doing? Let's look at it. And the Lord began to speak to me this morning as I was thinking about that miracle tooth. And the Lord said, there's a miracle in your mouth. Y'all don't make me throw my microphone at you all the way in Palm Coast. Tell, tell your neighbor, there's a miracle in your mouth. There, there's a miracle in your mouth. See, see you, some of y'all say, well, I'm praising God in my heart. I'm praising him in my heart, Pastor. No, you don't praise him in your heart. You praise him from your heart. You, it, the praise has got to come out of your mouth. It doesn't, it, God's not going to inhabit it until you open your mouth. He's not going to inhabit it until you clap. That's why you can't underestimate the power of praise. Tell your neighbor, there's a miracle in your mouth. Uh, nothing settles the dust like rain. And there's a great release of hope in an atmosphere of praise. Now, long before there were any meteorologists or even that scientific uh, pursuit, Job understood by the inspiration of the Lord how rain was made. He said, for he draws up water uh, which distills as rain from the mist, which the clouds drop down and pour abundantly on man. Let me make that simple. When the sun beats down on the earth, the vapor rises and impregnates the clouds. And when the clouds get impregnated so much that they cannot contain the water anymore, the clouds will burst and that will be released. And see, nothing settles the dust like a little bit of rain. Help me, Holy Ghost. See, the Bible said, and it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, there will be no rain. See, the enemy doesn't want you to know it, but the miracle is in your praise. Nothing fills up the spiritual clouds like praise. And as the S-O-N shines down over this house today, as the 
SON shines down over your life right now. Maybe there's some dust devils that you've been dealing with, but you need to stop right now and impregnate the spiritual clouds over your life. If you will praise down the reign of God over your life, it will settle the dust. I'm looking for some people who are ready to settle the dust. You need to release some praise. Get on your feet right now and let's settle the dust. I said let's settle the dust. I said let's settle the dust. Tell your neighbor the dust will settle. The dust is about to settle. The dust is about to settle. After the dust settles, your children are going to be saved. After the dust settles, that church is going to be powerful. After the dust settles, we're going to be in revival. And nothing will settle the dust like a church that knows how to open its mouth and give God praise. You've been trying to get God to settle the dust. You ain't praised him. Right now, the miracle is in your mouth. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say you stand there if you want to. But I'm about to fill up the clouds with rain. It's gonna rain on my money. It's gonna rain on my house. It's gonna rain on my church. It's gonna rain in my family. It's raining over my mind. It's right that you can't have it till you praise it. I don't know what you're waiting for. One, two, three, give it praise. That's at the cute praise. But tell your neighbor, say neighbor, excuse me if I get on your nerves this morning. But I, I came to give God praise. I came to give him glory. I came to clap my hands. I got to settle the dust. The miracle is in your mouth. Open your mouth and give him praise. the dust settled in your life at some point it may seem radical it may seem like too much but David knew what it was David was a mess up he was a flub up but what made David great was he was a great repenter and he was a great praiser and some of y'all are saying well that was a you know pastor my honey got tight because the person you ever had your honey get tight in church just draw up he said, because people were getting radical. But, you know, sometimes radical seasons require a radical response. Now, here's what happened to Shimei. Shimei was Shimei, remember? The Shimei in my daddy's car. Some of you have been dealing with Shimei. Shimei's and Shimmies in life. And you've gotten your eyes off of the destination. But if you will trust God, the dust will settle. Shimei was preaching David's funeral. 
here's what I love. Shimmy, I had to watch David ride back in on the same road that he rode out on. Don't you know that Shimei, when he saw David riding up, he went, rut row, <laughs> rut row, what just happened? There comes, there comes, he's back. There are people preaching your funeral right now. Shimei, I thought the dust was settled and it was over for David, but after the dust settled, David was back on the throne, and God gave him victory. Did you get anything out of the Word today? How about it, Palm Coast? Can you give the Lord praise that, that it fits? Isn't it something that we can talk about a story that's thousands of years old, and it works right for us today? See, the dust that's going to settle over your life, young lady, it's going to settle over your family. And if God made you a promise, he's not a promise breaker. Every breakthrough is about to be realized. I declare that over you now. I just declare that the dust is going to settle. Just, I know it may seem like a, a very radical thing to do. Just slip up your hands if you just can receive it. I'm a flawed man, but I, God hears me when I pray. I believe that. The dust is going to settle in your mind. The dust is going to settle over your destiny. The dust is going to settle over your future. Even if you've been dealing with shimmy eyes and problems and issues and emotionally you've been struggling, here it is. The dust is going to settle. It's going to settle over your finances. It's going to settle over your family. And if you can thank God for it and hope is still alive, one, two, three, give God a mighty praise right now. Hallelujah. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. Somebody slip up your hand and say, Stop, you never 
came up, just came to me and he said, man, I'm going through so much this weekend. He said, I, my, I just buried my mother just, just in the last day or so. So I just bless you, brother, and tell you God's got this under control and the dust will settle in your life. All right, I'm going to do two things. Number one, I want to tell you that next Sunday is Giving Hope Sunday. And I have cards here somewhere, but there's some cards available in the back. We're going to do one big united service. Remember, it's Time Change Sunday. I don't like this Time Change Sunday because you, you spring ahead and you have to wake up earlier. I believe that that didn't come from the Lord. I'm not going to say where it come from, but it didn't come from the Lord because I don't like it. All you super spiritual folk, you like it. I'm a morning person. Well, I'm, 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 I'm not. Hallelujah. So, anyway. So I want you to get some cards and I want you to pass them out. We'll have them available in the back. And we're going to have one big service at 1030. Tell somebody one big service. So if you come to church at 9, it's going to be at 1030. One big huge service. Who's coming? It's going to be the best service ever. But if you come at 9 o'clock... <laughs> Be ready to preach because I won't be here. With heads bowed and eyes closed, here's the most important thing I'm going to do. If you're here and you can say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with God. There's things in my life that shouldn't be there. I'm going to hand this ball to my pastor in Palm Coast right now. Come on up, John, and you finish this out. If you're here and you'd say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be right now with God. And when you pray, pray for me because there's things that separate me from the Lord. And if you're going to pray anyway, pray for me. There's sin in my life. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here and that's you, when I count to three, slip up your hand. Pray for only one. Pastor, I'm not where I need to be. Two, remember me, Pastor. Three, slip your hand up right now. Hold it up right now. Hands across the room. Hands in the back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, if you raise your hand up, keep it up right now. I'm going to count to three. And if you need to raise it, raise it now. One, pray for me, Pastor. Two, three. Hold that hand up. Okay. If somebody next to you raised their hand, if you raised your hand, hold it up. Keep it up. Nobody's, nobody's judging you. Just hold that hand up right there. If you raised that hand and you meant it and you're ready for a new beginning, I want you to come right here to the front and I'm going to pray with you. You won't come by yourself. Just begin to move out right now. You're stepping into a new season. The dust is about to settle in your life. Here they come. Come on, why don't you clap? They'll come from everywhere, I bet you. Let's get the altar workers up here. Come on. Come on, look here. Look at the Lord. Oh, why don't you make a little noise while people come? Hey, buddy. Bless you, man. Hey, dog. Good to see you. Oh, I, I wish you'd keep on clapping because they might keep coming if you keep clapping. Got a whole lot more important than this moment right here. All righty. Oh, come on. Good to see you. Y'all... Give Jesus a praise. Come on, sister. My man, thank you for coming. Good to see you guys. Amen. All right. Take your hand and place it on your heart right now. I want all of my altar workers to come and stand alongside of them. And uh, we're going to pray together. Pray this prayer after me loud and strong. You by live stream, you pray this prayer as well. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me. For all my sins, take my heart, wash it clean in your precious blood. I just give it all to you. Settle the dust in my life. Change my life forever. In Jesus' name. 
here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to go turn and go that way. Come on, will you do that? I got a little something right over here for you. Why don't you clap for them as they head this direction? Everybody else, go right this way, brother. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.